Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Zach here from the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Finally back after almost a two-month hiatus. Hope everyone is doing well. Been really busy with work and family life, running sound with the Recording Arts Club for the last musical we had, which was Grease, which was sold out every show, all five nights. So congratulations to everyone at Union Grove High School that participated or helped out with Grease. Now that I'm on spring break, I'm getting caught up on a lot of episodes, past episodes, getting those ready, and also still recording future episodes as well. For instance, today I interviewed Josh from Silent Comedy and Noah from American Restless, who are going to be playing at Shank Hall on May 12th with Milwaukee's own Alley Eyes opening up for them. So if you want to see a great show, go check out their music on the streaming sites and you can also look in the show details for links to uh, purchasing tickets. It's going to be a great, great show. If this is the type of music you're into, it's definitely worth seeing. Well, let's get right into what this episode is. And this week we have Max Cross, also known as Snake, SN3K. Snake is a solo music project out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's heavily influenced by the post-emo scene of the late 2000s, uh, the SoundCloud rap scene of the 2010s, and the modern hyper-pop scene. Snake aims to marry the genres into something fresh and new, and you'll be hearing a few songs of his during the podcast. I'll continue on. Having been performing percussion for concert band for the better part of 25 years, Snake brings a lot of classical training into the element, bouncing from there to screaming to rapping and now mixing. Snake has recently released their debut album, Hyper What? H-Y-P-E-R-W-H-A-T? That was done on February 4th. His link tree is in the show details. You can also go to his website, which is sn3kofficial.com and Spotify and all the other streaming services you can go listen to his music. So let's get right into the interview with Snake. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week we have Max, but he goes by Snake. Uh, That's his artistic name. So... Uh, welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. So let's start right away with your origin story, music origin story. Did you grow up with music? Do you have a musical family? Um, were you ever into like this, you know, like school band kind of stuff? You know, kind of get, talk to us about all that kind of information. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I actually do have a pretty big background in music in my family. Uh, from my dad's side, like my grandma was in like the church choir and everything like that. And then my dad growing up in like the seventies and eighties was a little punk kid. My uncle was in bands and everything like that. So as soon as I was like three years old, I, as a kid, I was banging on everything, tapping on everything. So my dad decided <laughs> to get me a drum kit, which my mom was thrilled about. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, from there i just kind of got into uh actual band in you know fifth and sixth grade um and from there i just continued with it went in a marching band you know i continued with orchestral music for quite a while actually after high school too um my uh fiance's mom is in a couple of uh local orchestral bands in wisconsin that i participated in and then from there, uh, transitioning to actually making my own music was kind of like it was something that I had always wanted to do. And I didn't really grasp the concept of how because like my dad was only ever like live music, you know, playing guitar, that kind of stuff. OK. And and my stepdad, on the other hand, however, was uh, 
actually a producer for Yamaha back when I was a kid, but he passed away when I was uh, like 14 years old. So I never really got to learn anything from him. Um, but I had some familiar knowledge with the software and my mom kind of, you know, coached me through some stuff. And then my dad picked me up Fruity Loops. Uh, what was it like 2018? And I started messing around with it, but didn't really understand it at all. Um, and after I took some time and wrapped my head around, you know, like where to get samples, how to actually record your vocals, things like that. Um, I started just kind of tossing some stuff together and practicing, you know, mixing vocals. And my first track I dropped it was actually just two years ago as of like five days ago, I think it was. It was like October 31st or something or 30th that I dropped the first track. So, so right before um, the pandemic started. Yeah, it was like just a couple months before the pandemic started. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that's kind of the origin story. It was I, I came from like a classical understanding of music without really realizing it because I kind of just grew up with it. And then as I got more into making my own music, um, it, it it's just a completely different process and something where I had to take a lot of skills I didn't know I had and work with them in, you know, something current. Okay. Cool. Um, so what would you find as your inspiration to go from um school band type atmosphere to what you're doing now well ever since i was in high school uh what i'm doing now a lot of the music i'm making is like um well it kind of falls under the genre of hyper pop more so just because it's kind of like bedroom pop style like we make everything remotely uh, my team and i like my producer lives in new zealand i'm in wisconsin none of us have ever met we just do everything remotely okay um but so we try to do more traditional, like we're, we're basically trying to make bedroom metal more, more or less. Like I used to be really big into the screamo scene back when I was a teenager, uh, probably going to date myself saying this like 2009, 2010s. Um, but I was really big into like bands, like, uh, the Midwestern emo bands, post-hardcore scene, like Silverstein, uh, attack attack, uh, of mice and those kinds of bands. So okay. The reason why I kind of transitioned was I started learning how to scream, which was something that like I had been interested in. And I was always a drummer beforehand, so I never tried vocals. Um, so once I started learning vocals was when I was like, okay, I want to be in a band. That's, you know, you know, 16 year old, 17 year old mm -hmm. me. And everybody wants to be in a band when they're that age. Right. So I tried over and over to start something and it never really worked out. And eventually I just got to the point where I was like, okay, maybe I should just try doing it myself. And you know, that took like five years to figure out, but it worked out. <laughs> cool. Cool. And then when you said you started learning how to be how to scream what um steps did you take to to accomplish that um well i did it kind of like an ass i just would uh yell until my throat hurt and i kept <laughs> doing it over and over until it stopped okay but the actual advice for it if you're trying to scream don't yell <laughs> don't do that that's the worst way to do it like there's types of screaming like there's punk music where people like yelling and like that's what you're trying to go for and that's fine but if you want like the nice crispy metalcore scream it's kind of like you're not really yelling what you're doing is you're pushing as much air from your diaphragm as you can while you tighten your vocal cords and the tightening of your vocal cords is what gives it that screaming effect if it comes out quiet quietly you're doing it right it sounds really quiet like it's almost in a talking voice for me when i do it and like 
that when you put it to a mic or amplified, it sounds like a real yell and screaming, but like a lot of people acoustically try to do it and they're like, this doesn't sound right. No, this is, and you know, and then they'll blow out their vocal cords trying to yell harder. So, right. My, yeah. My advice would be like, if you're sounding quiet, you're probably doing it right. Just keep honing it. And instead of trying to be louder, practice changing your pitches. That's the hardest part with it. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So listeners out there, if, if that is some style that you're interested in doing, that sounds like some good advice there to not blow your vocal cords for sure. Because once you blow your vocal cords, it's it's hard to get them back into shape. That's, for, that's from what I've heard. Yep, you can get surgery, but it's never oh, it's never going to be the same. Right, exactly. So yeah. protect protect your instrument. That's that's the goal there. Now you said you dropped your first uh, song in two thousand twenty in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, have you performed any of this out? in you know live performance venues or has it all been like online type stuff so far it's been all online i have actually had two scheduled shows in uh public one was in ohio and one was in milwaukee both got canceled um just things outside of my control uh the one in milwaukee was supposed to be in september but um all the other supporting acts caught covid so oh. it was kind of one of those unfortunate we can't really do anything summer fest had just happened before a couple yeah. of them were playing there so um but i'm still in talks with a couple local people um I was working with a collective out of River West for that show, um, and I'm still in talks with them to see if there's anything up and coming. But other than that, I haven't had anything um, actually lined up for that. Um, no live playings, but I do have some. Uh, I did some Twitch shows and some other things like that. I do live um, other things. I do perform live. So. Okay. And have you been out in the local scene, um, kind of observing, you know, people's reactions to not just uh, the style of music that you do, but other styles of music as well. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I haven't seen much from the local scene in Milwaukee about it, but I've gotten responses from like Chicago and a couple other areas in the country. Um, Chicago is kind of mixed because they got a big punk scene, but they seem to not really dig the metalcore screams. Um, I haven't got much of a response from Milwaukee, though. And to be completely honest, and as far as the local scene's gone, I've tried to check it out. And it almost seems as if like the scene's kind of confused what's going on in Milwaukee. Um, you want to expand I, on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I can. And and I reference Milwaukee, too, because that that's where Snake was born. That's why I lived for the longest period of time here. OK, um, but yeah, a lot of it I've tried. Like I, I was right on the east side on Brady Street. And when I was a kid, I used to come up to Milwaukee all the time for uh, concerts and stuff at the Raven, things like that. And it seems like post pandemic, a lot of the shows they've been getting, it's like they don't know where they want to put their finger on the pulse, like for what kind of music. Like in the 2010s, there was a lot of like the metalcore scene, lot, lots of EDM artists. And I know that the, the scenes have shifted now, but a lot of the artists in the current uh, music, like the genre that I listen to, hyperpop, we've got like some of the bigger artists are like 100 Gex, uh, I'm trying to think, Umru, Pedal Supply. They're more like uh, in Europe. Well, Gex is out of uh, Chicago, actually, but um, most of them are out of Europe otherwise, but they all do a lot of bedroom pop and have just started touring now that we're opening up with festivals and stuff. And I've noticed that every single one of the shows, they all pass by Southeastern Wisconsin for some reason. They all hit Chicago and then go out West. And when I check every, I keep updated with everything on the rave and it's like, they're still bringing back all the like metalcore bands that are still relevant from the 2010s. So we've mm-hmm. got like, you know, We Came As Romans comes through, 
um, asking Alexandria, you know, some of those bands, but it's one of those, like, I feel like they've kind of, you know, outstayed their welcome at this point and not that they can't come by. Like, I love these bands are what inspired me to scream, but like, we're not getting anything fresh and new. I feel like there's a lot of older bands coming through that I've seen. And as far as the local scene goes, um, the closest I've gotten with it has been with the the collective in River West. And it seems a lot more like experimental. Um, everybody's kind of just doing their own thing there, which is like really cool. And I like it. But, you know, it doesn't seem like anything really with structure or like when the show I was going to play at, we had like an EDM artist. Uh, there was me who's like just ridiculous hyper pop screamo music um the main artist was an indie artist and then the headliner was a rapper so it was kind of all over the place but so that's kind of where i'm at with milwaukee like i feel like there's a pretty defined like punk scene in chicago and like uh out west there's the rap scene going on right now um a lot like uh, warner records and stuff like that has been pushing a lot out there and hyperpop like i said has been coming up too but yeah i just haven't seen a whole lot of that in milwaukee personally and if, so, if I'm wrong, I'd like someone to point it out to me. Yeah, definitely. So you're seeing that as a struggle, the local scene, is that that type of music that you are trying to artistically portray is doesn't have a lot of support or there's not a lot of artists that you can see that are out there doing that in the local scene. Yeah, yeah. Like there's not a lot of uh, eyes on it in the local scene, I guess I would say. I don't feel like there's been a lot of exposure yet in Wisconsin. And what do you think could help... Um, perpetuate that scene to make it uh, larger that's a good question well i'm trying to specifically by pushing snake just by saying you know like i'm from milwaukee i've been wanting to represent milwaukee for a while i feel like it's been a while since we've had you know a lot of bands or a lot of fun bands come from milwaukee but you know i've been trying with my own stuff but i feel like if i could get some shows in milwaukee which is what i've been trying to do i've been reaching out to uh, different promoters and things like that trying to work up to that And I feel like if I could get something out there, I know that I would hook at least a couple fans and I, I, I would like to just get to know people, talk to them. You know, I know there's other teenage kids like me back in the day coming to Milwaukee who want some aggressive music to just let loose on. And those are the kind of people that I'm just trying to find. And I feel like, um, that, and also just like a lot of the festivals we've had, I don't, I feel like we could add some of the artists to these festivals. Like if they came through. In Milwaukee, that would be pretty cool too, but that's not something I have any control over, unfortunately. Yeah, not yet. I mean, if you keep building a base, I mean, you can, you know, your street team, you know, your street army to help um, bring that type of style of music to some of these festivals. Um, Because it seems like even though the style that you do has been around for a while, it's kind of like maybe, I don't know if we'd say lost interest with people, but it's kind of gone to decide with other things that kind of have risen up but it maybe it's time to bring um, your type back to maybe to the forefront a little bit right right and then um i'm going back to you dropping your first stuff a couple years ago what are you doing now musically are you recording you know more singles more songs um you said you had a producer in new zealand so kind of give us the synapses of that whole thing going on with you and your music life so uh, that first album I dropped uh, two years ago, it was like seven songs. And then from there, I started, um, I met my producer and a group of uh, rappers that I worked with for a while 
um, on a Twitch stream actually during the pandemic. And I joined, it, it was with Mass Gorilla. He's uh, affiliated with Warner Records. <clears throat> and he was doing kind of like a, a, a joint stream with SoundCloud where they were like promoting people's music and reviewing music and stuff like that. And I met a group of like 15 people on there, one of which was my producer. And we made a 15 song collaboration album together and released it, uh, you know, like for Mascarilla under Rilla Gang uh, as part of like the stream. We, we would show up like every day to the stream and just come up with tracks together. And we, we put that out. Um, so that was the next project I did that released on Halloween last year. Um, and then February of this year, I released a self-produced mixtape. It was kind of like my first stab at like actually trying to produce and fully mix everything myself. Um, so that one came out in February. And then since then, I think I've had six or seven singles come out this year uh, with my producer, uh, one of which I actually did get released on Hyperpop Records. Okay. Um, that was the most recent one that came out. And then currently I have a song in the works um, with another Hyperpop feature, which I'm just waiting for his part back. And then, um, I, and then after that one, I am working on a ska song because I'm a pretty big fan of ska and I've never tried it before. So oh, cool. that should be coming out hopefully within the next couple months. Nice. So, um, doing your own producing and writing um, these last few songs, um, kind of give us the the steps that you take to do this. You know, what programs are you using? Um, what beats are you grabbing from? Where are you grabbing your beats from? Um, you know, what equipment are you using? You know, kind of like that. So, so people can kind of get sure. an idea of what's behind the scenes here for you. So I do everything incredibly simplistically. I use a mouse and keyboard and I have a gaming PC I built. Uh, my software is Fruity Loops and I use pretty much Splice now for my samples. I used to use Looperman back when I first started a bunch of royalty free loops and stuff and I would chop them up and resample everything. But now that I've learned a little bit more and have the proper subscriptions, I stick with splice. You can get a lot better sounds with it for a pretty decent price. Um, but what I usually do now is uh, I'll usually co-produce things with uh, my producer in New Zealand. Uh, so since I'm a drummer, I'll write the whole drum line for everything. And then he'll go back and add a bass line over it. Then I add the 808s and then he'll add the melodies to it. And for the initial ones, for the, uh, uh, my, I think it was, what did I name it? Oh yeah, Hyper What is the name of my mixtape, the one that I made on myself. Um, that one was kind of a mix of like resampling loops, uh, building melodies and things my, by myself for the first time. So like what I'll do is uh, if I'm taking loops and like resampling them, I use a tool in Fruity Loops called Grossbeat. Um, and I'll usually chop it up in different places and resample it. So it kind of just changes the rhythm of everything. Um, and I'll figure out, you know, like a melody or something. I want to go with that. And then for the drums, I'll actually program those through a step sequence or tap them out myself. Um, and then from there, you know, usually I'll reach out to young Lord, my producer, and he gives me, you know, some awesome riffs and stuff like that to put in it. And then once we're done, we kind of usually tag team mixing. Like I'll do the whole mix for myself initially like i do everything and if any volumes need to be balanced he just does a sweep over the master and that's pretty much it it's like a two-man team cool and then um do you get your stuff mastered or do you feel like that uh, when you're done with you know you and your producer are done with the final product that it's doesn't need it or does he do the master you know how does that work for you that hey, result give, 
It gives or takes. Uh, I master some of them. He masters some of them. Like uh, one of the songs that I released in September, uh, Bit Crush Breakdowns, that one we were trying something interesting with. It, it was like it, the genre is called Bit Crushed, and it's where you basically just take the whole song and compress it to sound like it's coming through, you know, a video game or something. Okay. And so I mixed myself to sound bit crushed and then I sent everything to him and had him master it just so that we could have like an even kind of layer over it. So everything sounded similar. But then when I did my last track, uh, I feel so stupid. I was the one who mixed and mastered that because I don't know why I just forgot to ask him to do it. I think. <laughs> it was one of those. I would, and, and that's kind of what, how I tackle mixing is like, I don't look at it as a chore. I'm actually just kind of interested in it and how it works. So I have a lot of producer friends. Um, I have another one I worked with who ironically is, uh, has worked with attack attack. I've met the band now multiple times. They know me as my artist name and I did a cover of one of their songs. Um, they were probably my biggest influence for screaming. I don't know if I mentioned that, uh, but I did a cover of one of their songs and this guy helped me produce it. Um, and, you know, he's the one who's just like, as we were going through it, he was giving me tips on frequencies and different things for, you know, trimming trouble. And so when I tossed him the I feel so stupid song, I was like, how's this sound? Like, you know, just checking the mix. He was like, dude, if you just, if you just cut the treble by like 3000 decibels, the song's ready to go. And I was like, oh oh wow okay and then i went and did it and you know then i just store that in the back of my head and try it the next time i'm working on it and that's kind of how i built up where we are now cool nice do you want to put in like bit crush and a couple others that you had mentioned or is there some other ones that you'd like to put on the podcast for people to hear uh yeah i i, I mean i think the three that probably define my mo my sound would be uh play the game uh i feel so stupid and bit crush breakdowns
those are my three most recent songs. Um, and they've all been, uh, you know, like I said, working with Young Lord and we kind of go back and forth. And uh, yeah, no, those definitely represent my sound now. Do you want to say anything about those songs besides, I mean, you talked about Bit Crush, um, but the mm -hmm. other two, I, I'm not quite sure if you talked about those as much. Do you want to talk about those a little yeah. bit? Yeah, I can talk about that. So okay. Play the Game, um, that was kind of like my first stab at really going like full hyper pop with a song. Like my earlier stuff, like my first album is just Scream Rap pretty much because like i was just doing screamo second album was screamo leaning towards hyper pop and then like i went full hyper pop with this song so it's kind of a mix like my vocals are pitched up a little bit i sound kind of weird when i'm doing the clean parts and then it there's some screaming throughout the track so i was trying to give it like a pop feel but like more demonic in a way i guess okay. you know like i wanted to give it kind of like a scary vibe to it there's also a music video for that one out on youtube um to go along with it and then for big crush breakdowns that one's just a really dirty heavy breakdown the whole song like we we made it with eight string bass um heavy 808s and kicks and the whole song is just kind of a repeating loop with screamed parts throughout it so it's like a hook and like some really heavy breakdowns in between I'm 
And then the final one I feel so stupid is straight pop. That one is like a straight hyper pop track um, with a little bit of snake flare at the end uh, with some screaming, but it's, it's toned down to blend with the song. And that's kind of a real um, idea of what I'm trying to do with the music. Like I, I love screamo. I love metal, but I also love the new stuff we're making with hyper pop. It's kind of like the new, new punk scene in a sense, like people are taking pop, stressing it to a point and writing really self-referential lyrics and making it faster paced and more aggressive. And, and I'm just trying to take it a step further by adding in post-hardcore elements to hyperpop. So making kind of a post-hyperpop with it. So that was kind of, you know, those three are kind of my first take at it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So we'll put those in and um, listeners go and check out the rest of your stuff. Um, where else can they find your music? I would take it probably most streaming services. Do you mm-hmm. have like a band camp spot um, and YouTube? I yeah. take it as well. Yeah, I got I'm on Spotify, YouTube, YouTube music, Apple music, you know, any streaming service, TikTok all of that you can find me on um i've also got a website it's snakeofficial.com all my links should be up there if you want to check it out um and if you just google sn3k it should pull up my spotify page too that's kind of why i went with the four letters easy and nobody else took it there you go simple is usually the best way to get people to your site um let's see here we talked about recording we talked about um work-life balance now Besides, you know, being a musician, um, obviously everybody has their own personal life. Do you find that it's you have a decent control of the balance or is it something that you're working on every day or every week or every month or whatever? 
something that you kind of work on every day. Like some days are better than others. Uh, I work a career in IT on the side. So I have the, the benefit of working from home. And that's also partially why I was able to get into mixing and stuff like that. I have some background knowledge in computers. But, you know, some days, you know, you're on call. Some days you're not. Some days you work late. Some days you get off early. So I try to take advantage of the times when it's slow and I'm I'm working early. Like my my first album, like I, I had recorded some of the songs at work, like, you know, during downtime, because <laughs> if I got the laptop there and I got the recording laptop here, I'm just going to go ahead and record real quick while I'm working. Right. But it's not always like that. And recently, the last couple months, um, there's been some transition with work. Uh, I changed to a new job and some stuff like that. So it's been kind of difficult. I haven't had a release since September, but there's still stuff in the works. that's not keeping me from going going forward with it and i'll always find the balance somehow it just may take a little bit to stand back up okay um performances that made an impression on you so you know either you've gone to you know a concert or you've been at a concert or been the performer at a, or actually you haven't really done that yet but you know something that you've gone to that just made a huge impression on you, you know, a live music um performance you know, I was just talking about this the other day and I can't remember what the concert was. Not. Um, I, I would definitely say the most influential ones for me, like just honestly me and like what drove me to be in the scene in general was going to Warp Tour in Milwaukee as a kid. I went um, two or three times and it was just a giant festival. It was like summer festival for punk kids. It was basically mm-hmm. all it was. And like just going to those sets and seeing so many people you know my age just standing out in the blistering sun sweating buying ten dollar waters just to see the (laughs) bands that they like but still having a blast anyway and like the band seemed like they were having fun everybody enjoyed it and like just going to those kind of shows really made me want to get into music because i loved like i i didn't ever pay attention to how good the band was playing i didn't care i was there to be in front stage and just immersed in the experience and now that i'm older now when i go see bands i kind of pay attention and see how well they're doing because you know i'm i'm going to perform and i want to see what's expected of me and in recently um i think the best concert i've seen recently was probably Let's see. I saw Attack Attack. I saw Dorian Electra in January, and I thought it was someone else. I think it was Attack Attack. It must have been. Yeah, I saw Attack Attack, and all of the opening bands they had go before them, all of them played with no backing track. It was incredible. And they were all super tight, like old school metalcore bands from Chicago. They were uh one of them, one of them was Kingdom Collapse, actually. I remember them. They were amazing. And then Attack Attack came on and they were just also fantastic they let they just led the whole show that 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 show only had four bands and it went from like 6 p.m to 1 in the morning it was all night like they really killed that show it was super fun so yeah if if, that's one thing if anyone gets a chance to see attack attack you should definitely go do it even if you're not a fan of them they're just a really fun show excellent excellent um is there anything that i haven't asked you that you want to talk about not that I can think of right now. I think we cover most of the topics. Okay. That I can think of, yeah. Um, what's on your playlist right now? Who are you listening to? I know I know we've talked about a lot of different groups right now, but you know, if if you if we looked at your computer and saw the most recent plays, who would be on that list? Uh so I listen to a lot of Charlie XCX, actually. Um that's part she's part of what got me into songwriting. I I started like listening to more traditional pop music to understand songwriting because i always write 
like snare drum parts for things because I'm so used to playing marching snare that I just end up writing really rhythmic raps. And so I've been listening to more traditional pop and people who just kind of glide across beats. And I've been, you know, following a lot of her for that. Um, I listen to 100 Gex. They're more of like a punk uh, hyper pop duo. Uh, they they kind of coined, well, they didn't really coin the term hyper pop, but they brought it to the public eye. They got signed with Warner Records back in like 2019, I think like that, um, and then started touring recently. Uh, I listen to still tons of Attack Attack. I, I do love that band. You'd find them on my playlist a lot. Um, and let me see here. Other than that, I just kind of have a mix of things that I shuffle in as I'm going through. Uh, Dorian Electra is another big one that I like. Uh, they're another hyperpop artist. Um, work with 100 Gex and uh, Charlie XCX. And then um, other than that, the only other person I listen to is my producer and his friend uh, out in... <laughs> Yeah, no, I actually, the reason I got working with him is because I just liked his music. Yeah. He was uh, part of a deathcore band in New Zealand back in 2012. They're called Depths. Uh, they're still around touring, but he left that band a couple years ago and started a solo project. It's uh, Young Lord. It's H-Y-V-N-G-L-V-R-D. He had to stylize it too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, he does a lot of like, he tries to take uh, common tropes and like rap music and flip them around. Like he has anti-drill music where he like inverted the snares, makes them like sound, have a bass sound to him. Uh, he did anti-rage and uh, anti-goth music, which is kind of the same. He's a bass player, so he loves mixing bass into things. Um, and then the other artist is, is going to be me. Um, I-S-S-G-O-N-N-A-B-E-M-E. -E. He is uh, my other friend from New Zealand. He's a singer songwriter. And he's incredibly influenced by like in sync and 90s pop. And he <laughs> blends it with modern hyper pop. Okay. Cool. So cool. It, yeah, it's pretty yeah, that's that's pretty much what you're gonna find on my playlist. Great. Is there an artist that people would be surprised that you listen to? Probably not. I listen to like pretty much everybody. I mean, I, I would feel like Charlie XCX would be that answer uh if they found out, but like I I don't hide my music taste from anybody. And um, I, if you listen to my music, you're not going to be surprised when I tell you who I listen to. Right, right. Gotcha. That's all the questions I have. We have gone through the whole list here. So it's been great talking to you, Max, about you and uh, you know your snake persona and the music that you're into and all the things that you've been working on. And I do hope that the type of music that you're doing is going to be hopefully get elevated in the, in the local scene and people go out and start seeing you once you get out there. Are you going to try to stay in Milwaukee mostly or are you going to try to branch out into the tri-state tri area? You know, what, what's your plans? I, I, I've always dabbled in the tri-state area. Like I'm open to branching out. Like uh, I'm from Illinois initially, so I always reach out to Chicago and those areas. Uh, I tried out in Ohio and I've got, you know, some friends in Indiana, but I'm open to traveling, but I would like to really do it in Milwaukee if I can. Like I love Milwaukee. That's where I grew up seeing shows. That's where I spent my, you know, college years and most of my adult life in Milwaukee. I would love it if I could break out Milwaukee. So that's awesome. really where I'd like to do it. Cool. So listeners go out and check out where he's performing. You're probably going to have dates on there once you get more established dates coming up. Hopefully you'll have some dates up there that people can go. Once again, uh, where can they find where's what's the website that they can go and see all your stuff? That's like it's going to be snakeofficial.com. So that's SN3K official.com. And I also have a link tree. Uh, that's just SN3K underscore official. Uh, you can find any of my socials. They're all snake underscore official. 
All right, Max, thank you so much for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. It has been great talking with you. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Wisconsin Music Podcast. I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to Max Snake and learning about him and his music and, you know, enjoyed the conversation that that he and I had. Also, uh, a reminder that on May 12th, Ali Eyes is going to be opening up for American Restless and Silent Comedy. So go check out their music along with Snake's music and all the other local great music here down in Wisconsin or up here in Wisconsin, depending on where you live. Thanks to everyone out there, not in Wisconsin, that listens in as well. We have been heard in over 70 countries. It's just amazing how information from small town here in Wisconsin gets out to all these great countries out there that are trying to learn about American music. So great job, everyone out there. Keep playing music, and we'll see you next week.